certified life and spiritual coach and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. And you are who you are and how you are for a reason. My hope for you is that you will adore being you. Build a life you love, soak up as many moments as you can, and enjoy the heck out of life. Welcome to the Make It Joy podcast. Welcome to the Make It Joy show. I'm Caroline Busick. And today we are coming to the end of the year. This is the last official episode of the year. I'm going to take a holiday break and all episodes will be back January 8th. I'm going to take a break to to rest and live and enjoy my life and do a little bit of learning and continued education, but I'm not going to do anything that is officially work-related. And I've been planning that for a while. I'm looking forward to it. I am a little tempted already to think of how I can squeeze in some work and no, no, don't do that. So I, I honestly am going to just rest and live life and enjoy and be with my precious family and have some frickin' fun. So today, as our last episode of the year, number one, I want to let you know how much I've enjoyed this. I have enjoyed speaking to you and creating this podcast for you. It's not something I expected to do, and it's something I am, well, not surprised that I like very, very much. And I plan to continue doing this, and I hope that it's meaningful to you, and I hope that it brings you joy, laughter, and strategies for you to enjoy your life more. I also hope that it gives you a a sense of camaraderie with some of the guests that come on and myself when we all just talk about how we're just moving through life. And we are, none of us is guaranteed joy and peace. It's something that we all have to choose and work toward and structure our life in a way that supports that. All right, today I want to talk about a well-known Christmas story, and it's not Jesus. I really, I wanted to do a an, an episode of all of the scripture in the Old Testament that points toward Jesus being born, which I think when I was younger, my mom sent me, you know, she did a devotional one one holiday with all of us, and and she, you know, forced us to hear <laughs> all of the scriptures, and we just sat there picking, you know, picking our nails and wiggling and squirming and waiting for it to be over so we could go watch a Christmas story or whatever else. But the older I've gotten and the more I've researched the Bible and the history of the Bible and have wondered about the, well, the probability of Jesus as a, a real historical figure, I, which I do believe in, by the way, I've been so surprised by how many very, very specific ways in the Old Testament God is saying, yo guys, Jesus is coming and this is exactly what is going to happen. I mean, just little pieces of little specifics of this is where he'll be born. This is what will happen before. And it's a little bit of it's in, in poetry or in a bit of a riddle, but 
it's just so cool. When you look at it, you think, holy smokes, that's, that was all foretold. And it, for me, has, I, I've always found Jesus to be the hardest part of the Christian equation. God seems more universal, but Jesus seems, um, always felt perhaps a little more exclusive. But he is a key ingredient to Christianity. Jesus Christ is a key ingredient. But I, the more I've researched, the more I have seen more evidence for him. And it's just, it's really cool. And it has improved. It, I guess it has, has really rooted my faith. I was okay not being as like historically found as I am now, but but it's very nice to have all of these hints and uh, what seem like little historical treasures and nods and and possibilities uh, that lead toward Jesus. Um, anyway, more on that at another date. But I, I, I that has been something very cool I've experienced. But I'm not going to talk about that anymore today because, well. Because honestly, well, honestly, I didn't get to it. <laughs> and I'll save it for another time. But this is something that um, my husband read to me about a month ago, and I thought, ooh, I want to share this. And I had heard of the expression, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. My mom has said that to me forever. It's it's from a long, long time ago. And I want to read the the actual story of it. It's a real story from our, it's a little slice of American history. So I'd like to share it with you. It's also just a really sweet story. Okay, so the context here is, I'm going to read this. I'll read this whole thing to you. And I'm going to link the PDF that I'm reading off of in the show notes. And you can read this for yourself. It's just two pages. So grab your chai tea, grab your hot chocolate or tea, whatever you'd like, and snuggle up. It's story time, y'all. Francis P. Church's editorial, Yes, Virginia, There Is a Santa Claus, was an immediate sensation and went on to become one of the most famous editorials ever written. It first appeared in the New York Sun in 1897, almost 100 years ago. Well, much more for us now. And was reprinted annually until 1949, when the paper went out of business. Thirty-six years after her letter was printed, Virginia O'Hanlon recalled the events that prompted her letter. Quite naturally, I believed in Santa Claus, for he had never disappointed me. But when less fortunate little boys and girls said there wasn't any Santa Claus, I was filled with doubts. I asked my father, and he was a little evasive on the subject. It was a habit in our family that Whenever any doubts came up as to how to pronounce a word or some question of historical fact was in doubt, we wrote to the question and answer column in the sun. Father would always say, if you see it in the sun, it's so. And that settled the matter. Well, I was just going to write to the sun and find out the real truth, I said to Father. He said, go ahead, Virginia. I'm sure the sun will give you the right answer, as it always does. And so Virginia sat down and wrote her parents' favorite newspaper. Her letter found its way into the hands of a veteran editor, Francis P. Church, son of a Baptist minister. Church had covered the Civil War for the New York Times and had worked on the New York Sun for over 20 years, most recently as an anonymous editorial writer. Church, 
a sardonic man who, for his personal motto, endeavored to clear your mind of Kant, when controversial subjects had to be tackled on the editorial page, especially those dealing with theology, the assignments were usually given to church. Now he had in his hands a little girl's letter on a most controversial matter, and he was burdened with the responsibility of answering it. Is there a Santa Claus? The childish scrawl in the letter asked. At once, Church knew that there was no avoiding the question. He must answer, and he must answer truthfully. And so he turned to his desk, and he began his reply, which was to become one of the most memorable editorials in newspaper history. And here it is, guys. Dear Editor, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says if you see it in the sun, it is so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Virginia O'Hanlon. Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant, in his intellect as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would be the world if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus? You might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire me to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus, but even if you did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not, but that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders there are unseen and unseeable in the world. You tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside, but there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world, there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus? Thank God. He lives and lives forever. 
a thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, 10 times, 10,000 years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. Francis B. Church, editor of the New York Sun, 1897. Friend, may you have a magical, beautiful wonder of a Christmas. I will see you in the new year. Okay, gang, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support. Please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people, and I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you, enjoy your life, and go make it joy. I'll see you next time.